1: Welcome to the Hushville Black Forum. Hey, it's Saturday, October 19th, yeah, 2019. How about that, 1919, we got October 19th, 2019. Welcome to the Hushville Black Forum, where we, uh, you know, our models to do it bigger, to do it longer, to do it better. Not necessarily, sometimes we'll do it louder. Did anybody out there on blog talk, yeah? Welcome to the show. So good to be back with y'all this evening. The Facebook friends, what's up? Hey, I uh, got a call in number one eight 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 five eight eight three eight one four. 3814. We, <clears throat> I believe I told y'all some time ago that uh, Blog Talk had sold, sold out to someone, uh, another company there, and they uh, slowly improved the uh, the studio setup. So, and I'm, you know, Hushbowl's. Take Hushville a little, a little time to get up to speed, but uh, it's it, we're getting there. We're getting there, and yeah, you know, tell a friend, tell a friend to come out and uh, check out the Hushville Black Forum here. Uh, since we got our new, uh, new studio up and running, we got new equipment, we got new audio equipment in in house, and uh, yeah, we got we get hey we first class show. Huh? Ain't no doubt about that. It's been a crazy week, y'all. In politics, it's been a crazy week. Uh, House of Representatives is impeaching. uh, Well, they got an impeachment inquiry going on. They're getting ready to impeach this president, y'all. Now, where are going to send it? I don't know. But the House of Representatives... He's getting ready to impeach this president. Mick Mulvaney, I believe it is, the acting, what's this guy acting, of? acting chief of staff? Is that is what he, he's acting chief of staff, Yeah, the acting chief of staff, he came out, Mulvaney, yeah, he came out and uh, conf- uh, admitted that there was some kind of quid pro quo uh, dealing with uh, Ukraine. <laughs> they oh he tried to walk it back sometime. But one one thing about it, you know, uh he came out and told the truth basically and it's one thing about the truth is you can't you can't walk the truth back. Now you, <laughs> you, you it's hard to walk the truth back. Now, you can walk a lie back. If you tell a lie, you can go out and uh, correct that, you can go out and walk that back so oh, that was a lie, y'all. I'm gonna tell you the real deal. But uh, if you come out and tell the truth, <laughs> it, it's it's damn near impossible to walk the truth back, y'all. The truth is the truth, and uh, that's where he find uh, find himself uh, at right now. Democrats jumped all over, So, "Oh, you, Chief of Staff, come out and admitted uh, admitted guilt in this thing here, and implicated uh, the president and everybody else who uh, <laughs> who had a, a hand in it." So. I don't know, you know. I, I have very little faith in uh, this uh, administration and the politics that, that they are uh, running down. In fact, I've got uh, a real, a real, real problem with a large segment of uh, this president's base. My fellow Americans who uh, claim to be uh, his supporters. Something is wrong. Something is wrong with uh, uh, not the majority of Americans now by a long shot, but it is a significant amount of my fellow Americans who uh, support this guy. Who support Donald Trump as president? And something is wrong uh, with that uh with that uh dynamic there because it's that hard to see that this guy's got all kinds of serious, serious flaws that uh, run counter to um my values and, and I think the values of most uh, Americans you know i'm I'm another an angel all but something something is wrong here uh <laughs> we uh, so we got the impeachments going on uh got a real downy Pro- uh, brook going on over in Britain there with this Brexit thing Boris Johnson who was uh, Donald trump's <laughs> twin brother <laughs> English twin brother there in uh, uh England, the prime minister of England, he just came into power here about a month or so ago. He's about as eccentric as Donald Trump. The Guy got more sister Donald. Though. Oh yeah, this guy got more sister Donald. <laughs> not much, but <laughs> or oh, not. Oh no, not not much, but he he got more sister Donald though, I believe. Now that's just me. <laughs> hey uh we we got a great show for you this evening y'all yeah hanging uh with us and uh we uh speaking of the british you know the british i don't know if y'all has ever been to uh uh england but uh the british has uh, has a uh real dry sense of humor and uh it's, it's you know them being the uh primary uh english speaking uh country in, in the world uh, naturally they uh, have a way with the queen's english <laughs> like no one else uh and they have a way with the queen english like no one else uh uh hey somebody i got this on off the internet here somebody uh pulled it down from some english uh someone uh, on uh this english uh website uh asked the question to this uh english writer uh why do uh some british people uh, why do some british people not like Donald trump Nate and Articulate and witty writer from England wrote the following response to that question. A few things spring to mind, he wrote. Trump lacks certain qualities which the British traditionally esteem. For instance, he has no class. No charm, no coolness, no credibility, no compassion, no wit, no warmth, no wisdom, no subtlety, no sensitivity, no self-awareness, no humanity, no honor, and no grace. <laughs> All qualities, funnily enough, with which his predecessor, Mr Obama, was generously blessed. <laughs> this is just the start of this this is just from this British writer, uh talking I love how the uh 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 phase uh uh, uh sentences and uh uh said that Donald Trump <laughs> for instance <laughs> Has no class, no charm, no coolness, no credibility, no compassion, no wit, no warmth, no wisdom, no salty, no sensitivity, no self awareness, no humility, no honor, and no grace. Other than that, the guy's fine. <laughs> hey, y'all. Uh, uh, the, the, the Hushman was, uh, uh, was having fun, yeah. we just getting back. We're just re- reaching our uh, stride out here with our new setup. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> that was this British. That wouldn't, that wouldn't be now. I I probably think, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, he's the president, yeah. <laughs> but uh, for how long? <laughs> I, I want to say not long, but he, right now he's the president. <clears throat> yeah. The Syria thing is blowing up. They he got the Republicans teased off at him. Mitt Romney he's uh, Mitt Romney might be setting his as <laughs> positioning himself to make another run for the presidency because <laughs> uh, he he uh, I mean but anybody can see that uh, what this guy. Is doing in that office is selling the country uh, out, selling the country down the drain, y'all. Is what this president, some general said uh, the American democracy is under attack by uh, the President of the United States. Listen now, this, this is a retired admiral, y'all, said that the American democracy is under attack. From the American president, that <laughs> that's the, 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 the scary. Uh, it's scary, but true. That's scary but true, y'all. Yeah, this democracy is under attack from the president. <laughs> hey, y'all better stay prayed up. <laughs> that's you y'all, y'all y'all better stay prayed up, y'all
0: this this article
1: by Nate White an articulate and witty writer from England go on to say that so for us the stark contrast does rather throw Trump's limitations into embarrassingly sharp relief Plus, we like a laugh. And while Trump may be laughable, <laughs> he has never once said anything wry, witty, or even faintly amusing. Not once ever.
0: I don't say that rhetorically. I mean
1: it quite literally. Not once. Not ever. And that fact is particularly disturbing to the British sensibility. For us to lack humor is almost inhuman. Hey that that's pretty heavy. The British this guy, British citizen writer, say that for the British people to lack humor to them is almost inhuman in itself.
0: Wow. So,
1: <laughs> but with Trump, it's a fact. He doesn't even seem to understand what a joke is. His idea of a joke is a crass comment, an illiterate insult, or a casual act of cruelty. That's a, that's a joke to the to uh to the president. I I got a kick out of uh Kamala Harris uh responding to uh Don Don Trump Jr. Don Trump Jr. uh uh making some he bad his father. He made some comment about Kamala Harris is the only person that laughed <laughs> at her own jokes for which of Harris shot back at Don Jr. that Don Jr. would know a joke if he was raised by one. <laughs> <What>? Wow. Whoa. <laughs> hey, what they like about Cumberland now? Cumberland is, is quick on her feet. He said that Don Jr. wouldn't know a good joke if he was raised by one, implying, I guess, that his father, Don Sr., is some kind of joke.
0: <laughs> hey y'all,
1: I'm just I'm just following the news, y'all. That's what we do out here. We cover cover the news, try to make sense of things that uh, just don't make no sense. <laughs> That's what we do. We decipher. We Cipher stuff, decipher. Yeah, just like the Rosetta Stone, y'all. <laughs> Things that don't make no sense, we'll break it down for you. Absolutely, no doubt. We uh, and stuff coming from the top and stuff going up to the top. We uh, right in the middle, <laughs> making a sense of it all, y'all. Hey, you got me hush out here driving this train this evening, y'all. It's October nineteenth. Beautiful. I won't say it's a beautiful weekend. We come to you live in living color, by the way, from the ATL every Saturday from seven to nine. We out here on Blog Talk. Yeah, we we took a little hiatus for a, a while, kind of under the weather, and you know what happened when you get old, y'all. This old, this good and old, by the way, ain't no joke either. You. You got to be a real man to grow old, y'all. You can't be no sister. Talking about you want to get old. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. You got to be a real man if you're going to (laughs) age. But uh, we here. (laughs) asked Peter Gary back in the back trying to throw the hush ball off off his game. We ain't going to let him do it. This guy, uh, I'm looking at General Mattis. General Mattis has some sharp words for the Donald, too. Donald's talking about the the general is the worst general in history. (laughs) Uh, You know, something is seriously wrong here, y'all, when the generals uh, uh, start uh, (laughs) lambasting the the (laughs) commander-in-chief. Oh...
0: Yeah, I um, uh, I know what the problem is though. Yeah, we we gonna we got a couple of things here.
1: We just uh, we just uh, came over to pick this up uh, over the uh, over the wire. Seem as though the Trump administration not only uh, was holding up. Uh, Military <laughs> uh, military uh, funds for uh, from the uh, Ukraine uh, to try to twist the president uh, of Ukraine's arm and uh, to digging up dirt on it, uh, an American citizen. Uh, they also held up funds for uh, the Puerto Rican relief. It, this is this is so crazy. They had a hearing in the uh, Congress uh, oversight hearing. Uh, brought in the guy who's over HUD, that's being Carson Group. But they brought in one of the deputies. Uh, should have brought Carson. And, uh, run in fact, he's gonna. It's going to come down to him because that's where the buck stop at. And he's he's over at the department. Seems as though uh, uh, this past year, um, HUD didn't release uh let well, listen listen at this. Puerto Rico uh, had some twenty million twenty I think it was like twenty billion dollars uh, uh uh allocated for relief. Uh <clears throat> uh work for uh, Maria who came through there and devastated that y'all. Huh? Devastated They have uh uh when uh uh, the hood uh, came uh, time for them to release the money. Uh, they had like 17 states who got damaged. 17 or 18 states including, uh, what well, 17 states in the, the uh, territory of Puerto Rico. They released the money to all 17 states but did not release the funds initially to Puerto Rico and only gave them like one, not even a third of that $20 million. They have not received all that money yet. And they held it up against the law. According to this article here, they held up that aid money to Puerto Rico, for, and they're still trying to get to the bottom of why in the world are you holding up this money to people who so desperately needed stuck out there on that island. Uh, lucky they ain't underwater. water. Uh, pretty much they are because the the roofs on the house houses is is uh, off and you know just a horrible situation there in puerto Rico and I love that that island i've been there several times and uh it's just a shame y'all what's going on here with this administration and uh the uh, sheer uh uh lack of uh um, the sheer lack of uh uh empathy for People for our fellow uh, Americans here that uh, uh, this administration has shown, this, and uh, I want just people of color. As you know, something is really crazy here. I don't want to say this guy's a racist, but the more the more you look at his actions and the actions of this administration, uh, you know, I. <laughs> uh, uh you know, so, something is wrong here. Yeah? Uh, xenophobe, I, I know for sure he's a xenophobe, but that could be. I, I'm getting into some reading here, but <laughs> uh, yeah, sure ain't no joke. Uh, we we uh, study Carl Jung, Carl Gustav Jung. That's J U N G, I believe it is. Uh, the noted uh, psychoanalyst. <clears throat> He theorized that uh, personalities and events in human uh, uh, events are transferred in their DNA down through generations and is stored in uh, a part of the brain uh, he called the uh, collective unconscious and that collective unconscious part of your brain contains uh, a storehouse of information that uh, is passed on from prior generations. I mean, for thousands of years there. Um, My great-great-granddaddy Dan uh, could pass on Uh, events and traditions that occurred uh, during his lifetime through his uh, DNA to my uh, great-grandfather, my great-great-grandfather, my grandfather, to my father, to me. And, uh, yeah, that information is stored in your collective unconscious. And humans, uh, from time to time, access that uh, collective unconscious. Conscience, uh, whether they're aware of it or not, um, uh, all that information is stored there. So while uh, Donald Trump's grandfather was, uh, uh, I don't know if he was a Nazi, but he certainly uh, was uh, living in Ger- Germany at the time of uh, uh, Karl Marx. <laughs> Hey uh, y'all, you yeah, have y'all read up on Donald Trump's uh, uh, grandfather Frederick? Oh, he was a pimp. He, <laughs> no, he was a pimp. A few of the girls say, "Oh no, come on, hush mo." Hey, I'm telling you, Donald Trump's great. Uh, Donald Trump's grandfather Frederick Trump was a pimp.
0: I hey, hey, read it. I hey, don't take my word for
1: it. Go check it out. He came over here uh, running from the military like his great uh, his grandson. He was running from the military over there in Germany. I think it was 1885. He came to this country as a, like a 20-year-old, as a youngster anyway. 20, went out, uh, came from, I guess he came through uh, right, Ellis Islands where everybody else was. I uh, think yeah. he came through Ellis Islands. Anyway, worked his way all the way out to the Yukon. They set up a brothel. And started uh, uh, uh selling ladies <laughs> their services and made a ton of money for back then. Yeah. Don't Donald, Donald Trump's grandfather was a bro- operated a a, a whorehouse. Uh, if you go put it like they operated a whorehouse and made big money while dodging the military draft in Germany, uh, yeah, while dodging the military draft in Germany. So uh I don't know what happened to UK, that uh, gold rush out there in the Yukon. Remember that? back in the 18th, the turn of the century? Anyway, it, it came to an end and he pulled up stakes, went back to Germany. Of course, after he turned 35, because after 35, you'd have to go to the military. So he waited until he. <laughs> this is Donald Trump's grandfather, y'all. He waited until he turned 35. He went back home in 1905, wasn't it? and uh, (laughs) tried to get his German citizenship back. They checked him out real quick like he was up to no good, but he did have a pretty big bankroll in this little town he was from. He had took all that money uh, at May selling ladies over here in this country back to Germany with him, so he had a pretty good little nest egg. Yeah, he ran a hotel over out there uh, in the Yukon and uh, made a pretty, uh, pretty sizable amount of money. Tucked that back to Germany and tried to regain his German citizenship. Uh, they looked at him <laughs> and seen where he hadn't been in the service and been living abroad for the last <laughs> fifteen, twenty years and didn't do no service in the didn't do no service in the uh, the military of uh, Germany. They wouldn't give it to him. In fact, they kicked him out. <laughs> Kicked him out of Germany, y'all. Yeah, this is like 1901, 1905, sometime around there. Anyway, he had gotten married, went back there in Germany, married his childhood sweetheart or somebody, got pregnant with uh, Don's father, Fred. They kicked him out of Germany, came back to the United States around 1901. Wife pregnant with uh, <laughs> Fred, <it. laughs> Trump's father, Fred, and uh, yeah, but uh, that whole family, y'all. Now, whether. the, the Donald got uh and you look at uh, Donald Trump you can see uh what uh, Carl Gust Stove Young was talking about, that collective unconscious and your DNA being passed down and and uh <laughs> you can see where uh there might be something to that,
0: y'all. <laughs>
1: It, it might be something to that. I'm, I'm telling you because uh, the doll, for the most part, ain't nothing but a pimp. <laughs> this guy ain't nothing but a pimp, y'all. Hey, uh, I, I don't say that lightly, y'all. I'm trying to make sense of I told you what I do out here. <laughs> I told you what the hushbro do. He, we make sense of things that don't make no sense, and this guy we got in, president in, the, in the White House don't make no sense. <laughs> we just try, We try to make sense of it for you. And uh, that's what we do out here on the Hushmore Black Forum. Hey, y'all, uh, we're going to take a quick pause for the calls, y'all. Be, uh, y'all hang in there. We'll be right back. You got me and driving this train this evening. We'll be right back, y'all. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmore Black Forum. Tell your friends about us Saturday. Hello, uh, welcome back. Welcome back to the Hushman platform, y'all. You got me Hushman driving this train this evening, y'all. Like I was just saying, there's so much going on in the world. I could hardly keep up with it, y'all. The NBA. The NBA's got this big fight with China. <laughs> I don't, how How in the world do we, uh, how do, come to find out, China's one of the NBA's biggest markets. Yeah. National Basketball Association, one of their biggest markets is China. Hell, they got two billion people. <laughs> they got two billion people and apparently they love basketball. So, uh, they got I, I still can't figure that thing out, y'all. They say they got some kind of uh, somebody tweeted something and kind of teed off somebody over there in China. But if you got two billion people, you can't say nothing without pissing somebody off. I'm going to tell you that right now. Ain't nothing that can come out your
0: mouth.
1: <laughs> ain't nothing that's gonna come out your mouth that uh, uh, that ain't gonna tease somebody off in that country. Because you got two billion different uh, perspectives, y'all. So yeah, you can't get around it. No matter what you say, you go, you go, you go irritate somebody. Hey, I'm just saying, y'all. Hey, we got somebody on the line holding on out there. Let's see who that is. We ain't got no listeners. Hey, "Hey, we got you because every time I'm on, he's on. Hey, we got a free call in, y'all, 1-888-588-3814. We advocate out there, advocate for social justice on behalf of Americans of African descent. That's what we do. Yeah, we advocate for social justice on behalf of Americans of African descent. Not because we don't love everybody now. We want to let you know we love everybody. Uh, it's just by extension, we find ourselves advocating for that group. And, uh, yeah, Lord knows we need all the advocacy we can get, y'all. <laughs> hey, these are trying times, y'all.
0: Right now, more than ever. Hey, let's see what- Uh I
1: don't know, he hung up. I was suddenly I was trying to get the call online there, but, uh that caller got offline. He didn't want nothing to do with the Hushville tonight. Hey, uh, uh well maybe still maybe still there. Yes, sir. are you still there? Mr Bianca, are
2: you still yeah, there? I had to dial back in.
1: Oh, I don't know what happened. I told you this thing is due, and I, you know, for the life of me, I don't know what's going on with it. But, uh what's on your mind this
2: evening? Well, you was talking about Syria and the Kurds and Uh huh.
1: Uh huh. What's your take on that?
2: Where well, had President Trump done the right thing? What? What did he do? Pull those couple thousand troops. Pull those couple thousand troops out of Syria, out of that area. That's what he campaigned on. Yeah, he didn't pull them out of the area.
1: Uh, didn't he send two thousand troops to Saudi Arabia? That's the same
2: area. What What do you mean pull well, them he out? He pulled them out. Of, he pulled them out of that conflict and put them in another one. <laughs> no, he, that, that what well, it? whatever he do, he he came out. See, they're not shooting at soldiers in Saudi Arabia. They shoot shooting at American soldiers in the conflict with Syria, and let Turkey helmet. Is that, <clears Turkey> <throat> that See, Turkey Turkey all life?
1: Imp- but what about life? Life itself, human life. Is that human life important? To, what about uh, human life? Is it important to you, the president? Just, any, just human, human life? life in general. Yeah, that's
2: why we bringing. That's why he's bringing American soldiers home. Not, 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 not just American.
1: American we only had we only had we had less than a uh, uh, hundred people over there that he pulled out of there. By the way,
2: but anyway, well, I mean one just, is just life,
1: just life in general. Though is life in general important to this guy?
2: Yeah, American soldiers, American people. He's bringing them home, like he said he was. And I don't know what Did people you? worry about the courage. The courage is not a country. They're nothing but a bunch of nomadic people. And you got a bunch of them in Turkey, so, so a bunch in Iraq. Life, so, you got a bunch of
1: them okay. in. Iran. Okay, so so but their life is what? The life is not important. That's the, their responsibility. Uh, do, you, do you believe it? Do uh, what
2: responsibility? And that, that's their responsibility. It's not American citizens' responsibility. I,
1: I'm just talking about uh, the humanity of this. It ain't guy. no hu.
2: The humanity. The humanity of this maker, president is America first. And see here's another thing Turkey is a NATO ally Uh That the United States Is treaty bound to defend That's Turkey's responsibility What about the Kurds Who fought along with us uh, 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 The Kurds uh, The Kurds were a temporary The the Kurds were a temporary Partner And lost lost
1: 11,000 people
2: in they fall battle. with U.S. troops For the specific purpose Of defeating the Islamic State Which has been defeated See, now and, and
1: then if what, do leaders, what do we do in turn for them They lost 11,000 people what, what are we giving them in return
2: I don't know, I don't know what the deal was <laughs> You don't either Okay But here's the thing, okay. if U.S. political leaders Want American soldiers to risk their lives To defend Kurdish fighters Then as the Constitution requires Vote to declare a war.
1: Well, that's what oh, the, the Obama problem there. Tra- hey, listen, listen, listen. I'm glad you brought that what? up. I'm glad you brought that up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You don't hit yourself on that. I'm glad you brought that up. The uh, uh, American Congress should vote for uh, that war over there. Barack Obama took that same argument to the Republican Congress when he passed, when, when that red line that he drew in Syria, remember they keep downing him for uh, letting that red line pass? He took that argument to Congress and said, you should declare, give me permission to declare war on Syria. The Republican Congress, led by Mitch McConnell, uh, refused to do it. Remember, I didn't that's say Syria why a, That's why no one has a,
2: a, a I did not the say Republican
1: Congress refused To give Barack
2: Obama I did a, not a, 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 say <laughs> I did not say Syria I said ISIS we're we're talking about Syria declare, that's You can't that's declare Listen <laughs> Syria is fighting ISIS uh, Why in the world are you going to go to war Against Syria who's fighting a terrorist group I didn't say we was going to war against Syria. We was in Syria. We was in Syria fighting ISIS. That's
1: what we were. That's was. what I Russia. Just,
2: that's what that's what
1: Russia ain't doing nothing but Russia, Russia ain't doing is, nothing but Russia taking, uh, is, picking up the crumbs that we
2: are. Uh, 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 Russia. We Russia is fighting with Syria. So why? How are you going to fight against Syria? Barack, you know, Barack Obama is about one of the stupidest presidents I've seen in Wait a minute. A long wait, a minute time. wait a minute.
1: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Barack Obama's not president. No, stop! Stop stopping. I said during that president? time when Donald you Trump said he president.
2: asked, you well, said hey, hey, he Mr. asked Mr. Vierke, for a war. Come on, come on. Oh, what did Barack you Obama let me ask you? something what did you say? Donald what Trump did you say president. about? What did you say about Barack Obama? Why did you mention think, him then?
1: <laughs> because you mentioned Syria. And talking about uh, the right. Congress. more you know, well, Syria, Syria is, Congress Syria is still?
2: Huh? They should authorize <laughs> to go to war against ISIS, except for one thing. ISIS why didn't they is do it, a country. For Barack, why didn't they do that for Barack Obama? He because asked well, why did they do that for him? <laughs> because ISIS is not a country.
1: <laughs> Shoot. They're killing us. Who kill, who, who, bombed those buildings? who bombed those buildings on 9-11? That wasn't a country. That wasn't Regardless. a country, Mr. Bianchi. That wasn't ISIS a was
2: not around. ISIS huh? was not around during 9/11.
1: But I'm just saying who who bombed that? That wasn't a didn't a, uh, no country bombed that. You don't have to be a country to kill us.
2: ISIS was not around during 9/11. Uh, but, and
1: but this I president say, I, wasn't okay. Even.
2: But you don't have to be a country to so, kill
1: Americans. You agree you with that? You have to
2: be a country to declare war. Who are you going to declare war on, uh, a Boy Scout troop? You guys killer. realize what you? ever Boy
1: Scout you, killing Yeah. Do you?
2: Do you realize what you're saying sometimes? Uh, who? Just uh, do, do the president realize what he's saying?
1: Listen, did I? Did no. you hear this little? Do he realize he's what president. he's saying? That uh, he's the president. So what? He's not a king, right?
2: We well, got no king. Well, yeah, got but no king trying. Now. You're trying what? to attack the president. Yeah. Using some fictitious stuff, like what? Talk like about, what? Like, talking like
1: about
2: talking about ISIS? Talking about ISIS? I keep telling you, ISIS is not a country. So how are you going to declare Mr. A war? Mr. Bianchi, then?
1: Mr. Bianchi, that's not the argument. That's not the argument. Now, come on. Oh no, on, you no, know, it's not. You down know, down I know. I know you know, you, I you I know ISIS is not a country. No, no you didn't I know you didn't. ISIS don't. is not a country. Hell. No, I, you a, didn't. Oh,
2: uh,
1: Hey, I'm a, I'm a disabled veteran, a purple hard
2: disabled that veteran, don't make so you know, I know all about war. And let me I know tell a lot more about Josh, war than the draft we got in that White House. Uh, so, you you were talking I mean, about, hey, well, Obama uh, never went to no damn war, <laughs> except I'm in talking Chicago. about what I did. I'm talking about what I did. Stop bringing up Obama. Obama's not president. Come on. Well, I didn't, stop you know what? I didn't go to Obama Stop talking I about Obama. We're talking about Donald I didn't Trump, go to who's the, the president. I why is the generals? You know why? Why is the generals
1: attacking the president? That's what I want to know. Why is the American generals attacking this president, saying that our democracy is under attack by this president?
2: Why is that? Why I come generals? That. Why come generals are supporting <laughs> him like General Allen West? Um, because they uh, work. General Allen West, a black man.
1: <laughs> <Shoot>. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> right? Huh?
1: Right. what well, he is. Nothing. I ain't heard him say nothing, but I did hear... Uh, but Reed, uh, I you know what you do
2: But they don't report. They do report on that.
1: I did hear General Mattis.
2: Skip, I did hear Skip General Williams, Mattis,
1: the last uh, 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 secretary of defense, come out and attack this guy. Said that Donald Trump got his spurs from a Williams, doctor's letter. General
2: Skip Williams, which is another black man, he supports the president too.
1: Well, you know us white folks always been, you know us black folks always been count, uh, to and down, especially the, the house people. Oh, they always got this affinity for white people. Uh, you know. I uh,
2: He's me. an American go,
1: hey, soldier. Hey, hey, that, that,
2: he, has a he has an affinity uh, for the United <laughs> States of America. Let me tell you something else. You made mention about slaves. Hey,
1: hey, you know, you, know, you made folks, mention you know, Wait a minute, you may mention about
2: slaves uh? You made mention About slaves and their DNA, right? You made mm. mention about people And their DNA, you were trying to associate uh, Donald Trump And make a reference to He's carrying the DNA of his great-grandfather Well, uh, his grandfather blacks are carrying, Frederick was his grandfather blacks are, carrying, blacks are carrying the DNA of slaves You know, slaves is the weakest Of the weak You can't get no weaker than that. (laughs) You see it all over the place. And wait a minute. And when they got ran out of Africa, ran out of drug out, ran out of
1: drug out and chains. They
2: They got got ran out out. or drug out and chains. They They got ran out. out. They got got ran out. Who ran them out? Who ran them out of Africa? They got ran out. Like, who ran them out? They were fighting. When they were fighting against out. other, when they were fighting against other tribes, and they lost their ass, rather than they get killed, <laughs> they got sold off. The whole oh, so of story on off. that. Okay, well, got yeah. rid of them. They're they gonna they either get rid of. Wait a minute, you know, you should be happy that that happened because the other alternative was that they were gonna kill them. Mm. In many cases, you know, you know uh, uh, about a third of
1: them died crossing the ocean, changed to the bottom of a ship. I don't you know, know about I, that. Oh, I, I, I know. I see. There's only so much you know. You you know something. Yeah, you know
2: I, things that you want to know, I don't know, know a don't know. Got killed. <laughs> hey, hey, but they were fed, fed. They were fed. They were fed good. Read hey,
1: the journals. Hey, uh, yeah, yeah. They was fed good. All right. Yeah, you you feed you, you feed your animals too.
2: But here's the thing. Hey, you, you,
1: got, you got to feed your animals. You ain't even get no work out of them, Mister Piecki. No, five pounds of, of fat back a month and, and a and uh what? How much meal? How much flour did they give them? You but you go feed your farm animals. Hell, you can't get no cotton picked. How you going to get that cotton well, picked well, And starve hey,
2: everybody? Well, that's what huh? I'm saying. You see that in the DNA of them today. They're descendants. <laughs> Act the damn food. Look at them. To, uh, uh, look at the education. Look at their education system. Look at the. Compensary with crime. You see that same thing today, just like you was trying uh, to make a reference to, with Donald uh, Trump. According to a Carl
1: Gustav, Gustav Judge, this noted uh, psychologist, yeah, your DNA, uh, your collective uh, uh, unconscious, house your DNA for your uh, ancestors going back thousands of years It's it's kind of heavy, really. I got into it uh, a sociology or psychology class I had in college. Uh, I got into him when I went back to college after you know just within the last ten years. I got into Carl uh, Jung. This guy is heavy, uh, Mr. Pianka. Seriously, though, you need to pick it up. Don't
2: nobody pay
1: archetypes in the collective unconscious. It's
2: kind of heavy. Psychologists Uh, don't uh, make no money. No, they don't
1: make no money, but they. uh, uh, Why are so many black people want to be psychologists? I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. I I, you know I don't know. I don't know that many black psychologists. I do know a few, but uh, this uh, uh, my particular uh, uh, psychology teacher happened to be uh, uh, a white lady. Uh, so, but uh, she introduced me to Carl Jung.
2: Uh, I don't care if they're dead. white or black; they don't make no money. Huh? Blacks well, are overrepresented. That, well, and of, no making of money majors.
1: Than, some. Of, well, what about Sigmund Freud? Sigmund Freud. That guy. I didn't know him. Sigmund Freud. Well, you don't know <laughs> Jung either, but his, his writings are real well, prominent Well, he's contemporary.
2: <laughs> Freud was not contemporary. What well, I'm this, saying this, is
1: that it's all kind of articles. guys one of Frost Piers. No, yeah, uh, they used to uh, write it's back all kind of world.
2: articles out there that says that blacks mm-hmm. are overrepresented in low-paying majors, and they include I believe, childhood yeah, because, education.
1: Mister hey, we we Frank, uh, black people worked three hundred years in this country for free, so you know I know that
2: black did we, not work we were, in this country. <laughs> No three hundred years for sure. We work
1: three hundred years over here for free, so you know we're some of the hardest working people in the world. Don't let nobody tell you different. We work three hundred years over here for free. Hey, Mister I gotta let you go. I got uh, uh, some
2: uh, cleaning up to do. Man, it's not nice All right, next time come back with a, come back with a, with some better talking points. Next time.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, all right. I see with, uh, you. I will have a good
2: evening.
1: Bye. Yeah. Hey, y'all. Uh, Mr. Bianchi come on from time to time there. He's a uh old time listener. I uh I enjoy talking to him. He's got his own perspective. Uh,
0: he's a big Trump supporter. I, I don't have everything against
1: uh I don't everything against uh Trump supporters in particular. Uh, in general there's something wrong with that strand of uh of his base supporters because i mean a blind man can see that there's something wrong with uh donald trump a blind man can see that i'm not i'm not, not and i'm not accusing him of being a racist or uh per se i will say though that uh He's got some phobias <laughs> against uh, uh, people that don't look like him. You don't have to be a racist to have uh, to be a xenophobe either. You know, Hitler was a xenophobe. Hitler killed half his 10 million uh, Jewish people over there. It's been reported. His mother was a Jew. So wasn't it? <laughs> so that wasn't racism. to have uh, too much to do with the Nazis killing the Jews. Both of them are Caucasians. Hey, come on now. Let's break this thing down. Uh both of them were Caucasians. I mean, his his mother was Jewish. He In hell, he killed six to ten million Jewish people, Died at the hands of the Nazis, y'all, at the hands of Hitler. So, you, you know. I, <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Donald Trump uh, is a German, y'all. He's German. That's where Donald Trump is. That's where his father come from. That's where his grandfather come from. When uh, uh, his grandfather came to this country, uh, free it uh his father was uh uh in <laughs> in Donald's mother's stomach. She was pregnant with him. So yeah, he's he's German. I ain't got nothing against Germans either. I'm just saying uh if you wanna look at their uh the history of uh Karl Marx uh, it's where uh, Marxism, Nazism, communism, all of it was was birthed uh, from his uh, from his philosophy, Karl Marx, yeah. Check it out at the University of Berlin's where he talk. Uh But, yeah. So, hey, y'all. Welcome to the National Black Forum, y'all. We back out here trying to trying to keep it in the middle of the road, y'all. That's what we're trying to do. Things are moving fast, y'all. GOP Senator Mishba Connell speaks out against withdrawing troops from Syria. That's what I was just trying to tell you the last caller there. I, you know, the Republicans speaks out against U.S. withdrawal from northern Syria. <sighs> That's a the way to do everything. You know? I don't particularly think that we should be all over the world fighting uh, uh, and killing and maiming people either, but. But you gotta, you can't just, uh, out of the clear blue sky start making life and death decisions (laughs) without, uh, some, uh, some serious, uh, 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 thought and planning, y'all. The critics are slamming (laughs) Trump's ceasefire with Turkey as a total capitulation, y'all. That's what the critics are saying. The critics are uh, saying that's total capitulation, y'all. Uh, this out from Syria, there we don't betrayed the Kurds who fought alongside of us. Lost ten thousand people, y'all. That means something to me. If I'm you know if I'm out there on a the battlefield and uh, it's gonna be hard for me to, uh, uh, you know, in our position. We're the most powerless country in the world, y'all. We shouldn't be walking away from nobody who uh, uh, uh shed blood on our behalf on the battlefield. We should not be walking away from uh the Kurds like we're doing. Uh there's something fundamentally wrong with that, you know, uh in my in my uh humble opinion. That's, that's me, the Hushmills. In my humble opinion, there's something seriously wrong with that. Let me. I was Hushmills a veteran, y'all. Yeah. Got yes. shot up in. Got shot up in the war, y'all. Vietnam. I'm a an ex-marine. Uh, got shot up in uh. A bell there in Operation Hastings. I'll check out. Um, um, I wrote about it. I wrote about it in my book, *The Water Boy: The Life and Trials of Jimmy C. Cameron*. I covered that uh, Operation Hastings. I had to get permission from the Marine Corps to republish that account in my book. You can't just write about. You can't just uh, put stuff in books and stuff without uh, going through and uh, getting uh, proper uh, permissions from the military. I was able to do it because I participated in that battle. And uh, it was at the time, uh, July of 1966, Operation Hastings, H-A-S-T-I-N-G-S, Operation Hastings, Um I'll read a little of it to you. It says uh, Marines tur- turned north uh, and Operation Hastings. The reconnaissance phase of the operation uh, in the northwest was to last a couple of uh, more weeks with the arrival of Lieutenant Colonel Hannafin's second battalion, first Marines at Dung Ha. He assumed operational control of the Dung Ha Kamlo sector while Major Colby Retain responsibility for the reconnaissance activity. Copy recalled that the resulting command relations were delicate and that Hannafin's mission was to support the reconnaissance effort without actual control over it. The reconnaissance commander credited both Hannafin and himself with a great deal of tact and self control to make this relationship function this is just a little write up you know they have war correspondents uh uh implanted with the uh, the uh combat units out there they uh document for posterity the uh the war uh they uh through photographs through uh you know uh taking notes on the battles they collect all the commanders and notes and uh, compile it for uh Posterity and they sent it all in uh to uh the uh archivers back in the states uh, so that that's uh, how we know about the bells that occurred during world war one world war two uh I was in the Marine corps so all this information the pictures the uh war correspondence notes and uh battle uh, write ups is housed in Quantico Virginia. Uh, so I was able to, uh, go there, but my, my story is that, uh, I started writing uh, this book after I retired. I retired in 2007 from, uh, I worked in IT for like 40 years. I was working uh, with uh computer science corporation, my last company that I retired, uh, uh, from, uh, in, uh, 2007. I retired after like forty years. I got into it in nineteen sixty-eight. Yeah, I was one of the first. <laughs> I started the computer industry. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, uh, have y'all seen uh, y'all seen the picture uh hidden figures? You see those old IBM computer machines that uh, those black ladies are working with? Uh, you remember when uh, the computers took over the uh, uh, <laughs> The work of uh, the black uh, mathematicians there and uh, they had all these old machines. Well, I was supposed to started working on those things years ago, back in the late 60s, 68, 69. You know, we just, uh, had just got out of uh, computer tech school and we went to work for a Control Data Corporation as a checkout technician, checking out uh, computer peripheral equipment, printers, uh, tape drives, car readers, and you know small computers. well there wasn't no small computers back then everything was huge but anyway we got into it worked in it for like 40 years uh, <clears throat> uh working on some of the most sophisticated computer equipment around the stage art stuff for the you know those 40 years too by the way so uh but uh yeah that uh, uh to getting back to uh the battles, and when you're at war, how those stories get told and preserved and archived for posterity, is uh, with the uh, war correspondents, the journalists and the news people who come a- tag along in the back, writing, <laughs> writing the document and taking pictures of uh, the battle as people like me <laughs> is out there shooting and killing and being killed. Uh, so. We, we ain't got time to write about no story like that. We gotta we dodge the bullets, off. all the war, correspondence, uh, chronicle uh, the war, and um, so and so it was with uh, Operation Hastings. You can Google Operation Hastings, and you can find my story on the internet. That battle that I participated in. Is, uh, was one of the biggest battles and bloodiest battles in Vietnam, period. Certainly up to that point, July of 1966, it was the biggest thing over there. They like 12,000 North Vietnamese uh, were shooting at us and like 12,000 American Marines and South Vietnamese Army personnel were shooting at them. So we had about 25,000 people shooting at each other out there on the battlefield, y'all. Uh, war is hell, (laughs) war is hell. And uh, I I was in Vietnam for almost 11 months, and I don't think it was a day over there that uh, I didn't either shoot at somebody or somebody shot at me. Uh, For the 11 months that I was there, I don't think it was a day that went by that I didn't either shoot at somebody or somebody shot at me. Oh, they finally hit me too. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I finally got shut up over there too, y'all. July sixteenth, nineteen sixty six, and this Operation Hastings that I'm telling you about. Uh I well I read that story. Uh you'll see in my uh, my company, my outfit, second battalion, fourth marines, uh G I was in G Company. G company G and H company was uh, uh kinda supposedly I don't know if y'all you can't imagine this. We're in this valley right on the DMZ over there in North Vietnam. We're in this uh <clears throat> in this valley right at the bottom of uh this uh DMZ. Uh, DMZ is the demilitarized zone that separates north and south of Vietnam. Uh, They created that, by the way, a little history. They created that uh, DMZ demilitarized zone, uh, demilitarized, which means there's no uh, supposedly (laughs) – Uh, military uh, action going on in this divide, a couple of miles wide maybe that uh, border that separated. They This occurred uh, in 1954 when uh, Vietnam was at war with France. They were trying to get the French out of there who had colonized of that country. Vietnam was a French uh, 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 colony, really. Uh, uh, so uh, uh, they had uh, turned on the French and was trying to get them out of there, y'all. Sometime back there, right after the Korean War, and sure enough, by 1954, they drove they drove them out of there. But in that process, uh, the country got torn apart uh, between uh, the communists and the West. Uh, we are on one side, the communists on the other side. The north, the Vietnamese uh, hooked up with uh the Communist Party in the South, South Vietnam, hooked up with the West the United States. Um, President Eisenhower signed a treaty. Back in 1954, he signed a treaty with the South, South Vietnam. And uh, as they split that country up, of course, France uh, got ran out of there, and we took over uh, the defense of uh, the South. Uh, uh, the North went completely uh, communist, so they was hooked up with Russia and the uh, the communist bloc uh uh divided the country. The country got split right in half. There's South Vietnam and North of Saigon and uh and the uh South was the capital and then uh uh, uh the north was uh had their own capital. Uh, but uh so we up there on the DMC uh 2nd Battalion, uh, 4th Marines. I was in uh, Golf Company, Golf and H Company, uh, 2nd Battalion, 4th Marines. uh, Got dropped off up there uh, sometime around July 15th um, to, well, uh, first of all, As uh, soon as I uh uh made contact with a private dog, as soon as I got him in my arm, turned over, and I'm looking down at him,
0: uh, I got shot. Boom!
1: The first shot hit me in my back. Uh, uh collapsed my right lung. This is all. Everybody's shooting at this time now. This is all, you know, live stuff going on. I've got two men down here, Private Dawson uh, and uh, Private Carey, been shot up full of holes. I get shot as soon as I. uh, He said, "Jim, you better get out of here." I got shot. Boom! I take a deep breath. And I could tell something was wrong. I couldn't get the, I, I couldn't get air like I should. Uh, uh, not knowing it at the time, my right lung had collapsed. It hit that bullet that pierced my right lung, and uh, I kind of uh, uh, blanked out for some some while. That, you know, I, I don't know what the hell was going on. I, I kind of just blanked out, and uh, I can remember. Well, first of all, the first words out of my mouth when I got shot, I didn't have nowhere to go, I was pent. I couldn't go back because bullets was flying from up. They had us pent in, y'all. They was dug into the side of that darn mountain. They had been dug in there for three years. They had us pent down on this river in this valley. I call it the valley of the shadow of death, just like that thing you read about in the Bible, the valley of the shadow of death. That's where we were. That's where I was caught up in that thing, and I couldn't go nowhere. I didn't have nowhere to go. I couldn't go back, because I was out in the opening, about a 25 or 30-yard opening uh, alongside this river, and everybody was shooting down at me and my fire team. Just three of us out there right now. The sergeant, the, the fire team uh, squad lead, he done made his way up there, and he's looking at all this stuff. Everybody is shooting. We're shooting back in Sooner, and uh, I blank out. The first words out of my mouth when I got shot, the the only words I remember saying at that time was, God help me. God help me. I didn't have nobody else to call on you. Those was the first and only words out of my mouth at that time. God help me, and I pass out. I blink out. And for the next, I don't know how long it was. It seemed like it was an eternity. My spirit, I had this little spiritual epiphany, y'all. I write about this in my book now. I had this little sp- spiritual epiphany. And uh, somehow, during this little uh, time, my spirit somehow connects with the spirit of Private Carey and Private Dawson. Our three spirits shall, outside of our physical bodies, somehow joined in this trinity. The strangest thing, I don't know what happened. The man upstairs had control of the situation, obviously. And uh took me to some place I never, that I can't explain today, where my spirit traveled <laughs> during that time, y'all. Yeah. I don't know where I went to, but it seems as though I had. uh, It seems as though I, my spirit defied time and space some kind of way. I knew everybody, I knew everything for that brief moment of time and was getting ready to go somewhere.
0: This, I don't know where.
1: The best I can tell after uh, some reflections on it over the years. My spirit was headed back to uh my maker, my spirit was going somewhere, back to my maker, as far as I could tell. And what brought me out of this, this, what brought me out of this, not I want to say it was a trance, but this uh, uh, epiphany was the second shot. I got shot again in the back. <sighs> I come out of it. I'm still. I still got Private Dawson in my arms, holding him. I've been shot twice now. I still got him in my arms, and I realized I was out of bullets. <laughs> I shut up all, my I had five or six magazines. I had shut up all my bullets. I got this rifle. That bullet rifle ain't worth a. It ain't no good, y'all. If you ain't got no ammunition, you can throw that damn rifle away. <laughs> So, uh, but uh, I still got Private Dawson in my hand and I, I, my arms holding him. He was gone. Oh, yeah, he was gone by then. He was just, you know, just, he was gone. So I put him down. I'm shot twice now. I can't hold breathe. And I'm starting to sink. I'm starting, I you can just feel when you, I'm, I'm losing blood. And I'm not getting the, the air, and I could just feel myself sinking. Uh, you know, looked like I was getting ready to pass out again. I, I said, well, sh- I got to do something here. I got to move. That Marine Corps training kicked in. And it says, I sit there one more second <laughs> in that stationary position. I'm never going to come up out of there, y'all. I got to get on the move. So the people are shooting. And I'm just like a, a darn duck at a shooting gallery, y'all. You know those little ducks that move across in a shooting gallery at the carnival? That's the way me and my fire team was out there in that opening. People were just taking pot shots down at us, and they were still shooting me and my uh, fire team. We, my fire team members did. Power Gary Dawson was gone. They were just shooting still. They were shooting at them. Every time somebody looked at them, they shot a boom. They body bounced up bullets flying all around me didn't get i got to get on the move because it's much harder to hit a moving target than a stationary target i put our dawson down so i'm trying to get back to the river back to cover there uh where uh uh the uh, thicket is right on the edge of the river that i need to get back there and by that time uh, i put him down and start crawling, trying to crawl, 'cause I'm shot twice in the back. Now I can't, uh, I can't move very good. So I'm crawling back to the river there. By that time, the sergeant had sent another fire team member out to meet me. So I crawl about, I don't know, five or ten yards. Here's the
2: result sh- from search.
1: I get shot again. Boom. I get shot again. Boom in the right leg. Oh shit! I'm shot three times now. So I saw I still got the stirring pack on. I get rid of that stuff. I still got the stirring rifle. I need to get rid of that. I need to get as light and as mobile as I can. So I got rid of my pack, got rid of that firearm. That rifle ain't no good. I've shot three times and I can't move. Everything with weight on is slowing me down. And I'm crawling. I'm bleeding like crazy. So I crawl about five more yards and. My other t- uh, fire uh, squad member get to me. So we all out we still in the opening. Now. Everybody got a free okay. reign at us shooting down at us. Soon as my fire team member get to me and, and try to pick me up, he gets shot. Boom, 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 boom. Oh shit. <laughs> and we in trouble. He gets shot he gets shot four. I mean he gets shot four or five times. Uh and kinda of just fell off of me. I continue to try to crawl back. I'm I'm still about ten yards from the um from the river's edge to at the cover where the trees and thickest is at. I'm about ten yards away but I've been shot three times and this guy uh, one of my other uh, uh, squad members that got shot, he drops off. I crawl about a five more yards and another team member hit all the way. Everybody's coming out trying to help. Soon as that second guy uh, 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 get to me, he gets shot. Boom, 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 boom. I get shot again <laughs> in the right arm. I've been shot four times now, y'all. I've been shot four times, y'all. And I still, I'm just making it to the uh, uh, edge of the river where uh, the rest of the troops is dug in. Firing and shit, and the Corbin, the Navy Corbins is up to the front dragging the wounded off. You know we had, so I I fall into the Corbin's arms, some kind of damn way. Well, I'm about out of it now. Y'all lost a ton of blood, and I've been shot four times. He, uh, the Corbin, uh, get to me and start shooting me up with morphine and giving me smelling sauce to keep me up. Uh, they drag me to the back of the. Uh, in fact, I think I want to say I want to say that either we on the other side of that river, or we had pushed out an uh, area about maybe ten or fifteen yards on this side of the river by that time, because we were shooting, moving out of the river, setting up machine guns, and returning fire. You know, when uh, when we open fire, and they and we get the machine guns set up. We provide a lot of firepower. That's a lot of firepower. So we we moving out. We're clearing out tickets and setting up a place for the wounded could be taken. I, I don't remember. I want to think that we they drugged me on the other side of the river, but it had to be looking back at it, on this side of the river that we were on. We had cleared out a little area there for all the wounded. Uh, for the Cormans, we had like a couple of Cormans per uh, platoon, a couple of uh, Navy Cormans. That Navy corpsman saved my life, y'all. I have so much respect for those Navy Cormans, but they uh, 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 saved my life. That guy put tourni- uh, tour- tourniquets all over me—my legs, my chest, my arm—and. Uh, Giving me uh, smelling sauce, and uh, I they had a pit, a pit down. This was like ten thirty in the morning. Y'all. I laid down that dry, uh, ground until two thirty that afternoon. I laid there from ten thirty to two thirty that afternoon. We could not get a medical helicopter in there. They were shooting them down. I was laying there on that ground bleeding, and uh, this Corbin was working on, you know, it, was a, it wasn't just me, it was a bunch of us that got shot up that morning. Y'all. <laughs> but uh, by the grace of God, by the grace of the man upstairs, uh, I got out of there. I got out of there. And while laying there, uh, that time I got uh, uh, wounded again, shot again in the left arm. So, I'm shot five times before we even get on the freaking helicopter to get back to some proper medical care. I've been shot five times. Hey, y'all. Uh, I'm going to let it go, y'all. I'll finish this story next week, y'all. That's my, <laughs> I don't mean to get caught up in that stuff, y'all. Hey, but we're going to let it go. We'll see y'all next week. That's me. Uh, uh Got me the Hushmo. Y'all uh, come back and check with us next week, y'all. Tell a friend about us. The Hushmo Black Advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Heisman Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com.